gonna write a book about everything So many things that we can explore Documented in a series of podcasts I'm not sure what we're doing this for Flight 29's big book of everything Burn all the textbooks cause they're obsolete It's our attempt to rewrite history By making podcasts every other week Hi, I'm Dan who likes to run I'm Charlie, I'm lots of fun And I'm Rich, who loves guns And we're Flat 29 And you're reading Flat 29's Big Book of Everything Chapter 22 on Fitness So here we are then in Flat 29's Big Book of Everything, Volume 2, the second collection of chapters from our all-encompassing comedy encyclopedia of everything in and around our universe. We're turning over a new leaf and starting afresh. So I've got to ask you guys, how have you been getting in shape and toning your bodies for this new volume? I've been making sure I'm, I'm well hydrated. I've been taking on a, a lot of liquid Good. Uh, in the form of uh, alcohol to make sure that I'm ready and in tip-top shape. I've been reading the dictionary so I can appear more knowledgeable, but then forgetting it straight away. So you can appear less knowledgeable, which is what people want really in the long run. I've uh, also taken to running up and down the uh, stairs in my hotel to avoid the Japanese tourists um, who take up the lifts. Well, it's good to take the stairs rather than taking the lift. But it's good, you know, it makes my heart beat faster. It means when I get here and sit down, you know, my resting heartbeat is slightly less than critical mass well a good way to exercise is to increase your heart rate anything that increases your heart rate i think counts as exercise so 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 the excitement of doing this podcast which increases my heart rate that actually counts as exercise yeah this is like a workout but the fact that i'm getting drunk at the same time does that not negate any benefit that i achieve i think you can do exercise whilst drunk i think that's fine i think when you're drunk you'll do way more exercise wouldn't you do you reckon yeah, because when I'm drunk, I want to do a run. <laughs> and then when you get home, you really want to do some squat thrusts. That's what I always find. Yeah, or just go to sleep. Sometimes I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> or eat, eat and then sleep. So where's the exercise in that? Um, chewing. <laughs> <laughs> chewing is a good form of exercise. You could just chew something which you're not going to swallow. Something very rubbery. A rubber, perhaps. Or you could, rather than eat it off your fork straight away, go up and down a few times. <laughs> what do you mean? Tease yourself. <laughs> like lift it to your mouth and go, oh, no, no, not that time. Once more. Here comes the aeroplane. Oh, it's missed. All right, we'll try it again. <laughs> so, so you get a bit of food on your fork. You put it into your mouth, but then you don't bite out. You just pull it out again. No, 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 no. You just put it near to your mouth and oh. then you go back down to the plate <laughs> and then you've exercised your arm. Particularly if you've got a very heavy bit of food, like you're eating a big rock. Yeah, and with the, your knife hand, you just sort of wave that round in the air. Your knife hand? Because you've got, you haven't got a hand, have you? You've got just got a knife <laughs> on the end of your arm. <laughs> you call it your knife hand. <laughs> I'd like it if Rich was a kind of superhero who had this knife hand, but he only used it for just menial tasks like cutting some stiff meat. Oh, that sounds terrible, sorry. <laughs> stiff meat? <laughs> when but, has meat ever been stiff? I don't know, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> You're not down with a lingo. This is, this, is, this is what meat eaters do. You've had meat, Dan, you, you should know this. <laughs> Tough. Tough meat. Not stiff. 
Tough meat, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm just imagining the dinner party and like everyone sat around and Dan's like, well, oh, this meat's a bit stiff, isn't it? And everyone just laughing at him. <laughs> uh, what a terrible scenario. I don't think you understand how hilarious that would be. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're telling me. Flat 29 have a fortnightly podcast. I download it quick because my broadband is so fast. Flat 29 have a podcast. I download it from the end to end to end. It's an broadband. How about going to the gym? Are you guys members of a gym? I'm not. Have you ever been? Will you ever be? Why you ever be? It's funny you should ask that. Um, I've thought a lot recently about joining a gym, but I've been holding back. That's half the battle, isn't it? Just just imagining joining a gym. Yeah, there's a lot of a psychological... I've joined a psychological gym. <laughs> yeah, I just do lots of thinking. Um, but also, I did go to a gym twice when I was at school, and I hated it. <laughs> You're really having to go back a long way through your past to find a point in which you went to the gym. I know. Well, what? Why? What is it about the whole gym experience which is putting you off? My main bug with the gym is that it's not fun. It isn't. So, like, if you're playing, like, so I play a bit of badminton, now that's quite fun because it's like a game. But there's no game in the gym, is there? Like, oh, how far can I run on the spot in a building? <laughs> That's some shit, isn't it? Like, if you described all the gym activities, it'd be rubbish. Yeah. I'm going to lift some heavy cylinders. In a building. In a building. (laughs) How boring is that? I'm going to go rowing on the concrete in a building. (laughs) It all ends within a building. Well, how, how could you make it more exciting? Could there be an exciting smell in the gym to make you less bored? Freshly baked bread, so you run towards it. That'd be good. But you could have the bread, freshly baked bread, like with a stick attached to your head, so you're sort of running towards it, but you never quite get there. I mean, could they not just put like a a table of cakes at one end of the room and just have everybody run towards it? But the table slowly moves further and further away. No, just you're on a running machine, so you can't actually get anywhere near it. And the cakes are on a running machine as well. (laughs) Yeah, you try and catch it up by running. (laughs) I think they should definitely combine the arcade with the gym yeah so you're on your running machine but you're also you've got like a gun like in an arcade and you're shooting some bad guys on the screen in front of you maybe the bad guys could be like uh, unhealthy snacks like cake and chocolate yeah like shooting the McDonald's fries (laughs) shooting Ronald McDonald yeah That'd be great. I'd love that. That'd be good, actually. I I just do that for fun. Well, what um what are your favourite machines to use in the gym? Then obviously there's the standards, running, uh, cycling, that kind of thing. Have you got any particular favourites that you go straight to when you get in there? Cross trainer. It combines two at once. Oh. Cross trainer is the one which is like a kind of a stepping thing, isn't it? Yeah, and but there's some handles as well, so you can just go through the motions with your arms. I don't quite know what it achieves, but you know I feel like I'm doing more. I think it's like running in space. Yeah. It's weird it is like running in space it's like whoa it's running like a giant <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think if a giant got on one he'd just be like what this is regular for me <laughs> it's also a bit like being a puppet because your feet move kind of against your will yeah that's true how do puppets stay in shape i wonder it's regular exercise from their master <laughs> 
<laughs> if you've got a puppet, don't let it sit around all day. Take it out for a walk. Take it out its box. Um, also, the rowing machine is quite fun, isn't it, I think? I feel it should look a bit more like a boat. Yeah. And you could have, like, a, a pirate sailing by going, Arr! and you're like, oh, get on with the rowing. Stop, there's a pirate. Yeah, exactly. He's charming and all, but... <laughs> He's he's got ulterior motives. <laughs> so you're chased by a charming pirate. <laughs> yeah, like Johnny Depp or something. <laughs> well, have you got any ideas of new machines you'd like to see in the gym? I think there could be an improvement to one, like punching bags. They could be a bit more kind of responsive. Not this like a big heavy leaden bag, but you know, someone who looks like the school bully, so you can practice your technique. Okay, and they punch you back? No, just they respond a bit more, like rather than just hanging there like a leaden weight, you actually feel like you've managed to punch them. I'd quite like to punch um, a man. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, <laughs> a full size man made out of Weetabix. So it'd be quite pleasing, you just punch his whole head off. Your fist to go straight through his chest, that'd be great. Yeah, I know, it'd be amazing, you'd feel like a god, and then once you've had your fun with that Weetabix man, they bring on the next person. I thought you were going to say they bring on some milk and you can have breakfast. <laughs> no, they bring on the next one, which is like, you know, Weetabix with fruit and nut bits, which is a bit more tricky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you level up and go on to the next one. Are you talking about, like, Weetabix, soggy Weetabix, or just standard out the packet? Dry Weetabix in the shape of a man. Yeah, it's got to be dry. (laughs) Soggy wouldn't be any good. It wouldn't be as satisfying to punch through. No, no, no. You could make it into a a man shape quite easily, couldn't you? You just have one for the head, two for the arms, body, two for the legs, and you could use sloppy Weetabix for kind of the mortar to fix it all together. No, because it needs to be full-size, like... You need to punch it, like, fully in the chest. It has to be full size. Like, what you're saying now would be about a foot high. <laughs> oh, OK. It would be cowardly to pick on a Weetabix man smaller than you. Yeah, I, w- I want to feel like there's a bit of a contest going on, but, you know, he might somehow, you know, swing a rusk at me or something if I'm not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll get, you know, he'll call the Otabix man to come and, you know, get some backup. <laughs> oh, God, you don't want to meet him. Yeah, he's, he's like, the level up. <laughs> I like the idea that you keep fighting Weetabix men and they just keep keep getting bigger and bigger the next one's bigger the next one's bigger until you're fighting one as big as the world and then the ultimate god is the honey monster (laughs) (laughs) so rich's gym then is littered with the corpses of breakfast cereal mascots all in a week of big soldiers (laughs) week of big soldiers It's time for another Flat 29 hit A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit Damn girl, you're looking flat 20 fine But when we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes When we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're eating breakfast, dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're in the bath, dropping flat 20 rhymes Now on this podcast, drop some flat 20 rhymes Flat 20 rhymes is the section where, in each chapter, we make a brand new song about the topic Now, for this topic on fitness, I've made a song which is a song designed to be listened to when you are going for a jog. It is especially calculated to be the perfect tempo to run at. So what I suggest you do is listen to this while going for a jog and you run to the rhythm of the song. This is Going for a Jog. Shape, put on a bit of weight on your holiday. Eating 
ice cream every day There's no need to get upset It's not too late to get to the gym And in no time you'll be feeling slim If you're feeling unfit There's really just one thing for it you got to get out your seat clothes down your blog And go and have a motherfucking jog Find some unattractive clothes Plan a route down country roads Get your sweaty trainers on your feet And get out onto that street Street In your path, there's two guys carrying a big bit of glass. Go, go and have a motherfucking jog. I love it. That was good. I, could, I might actually have a jog now. Yeah, it's it's very inspiring, and it works. Like when we were listening to it around the house, it works for jogging too. We've been jogging just on the spot in my room. Also, I think it's got a sort of paranoid edge to it. Like it was freaking me out a bit. Yeah, in a way that it would make me want to run. Because listening in the headphones, it was all like all sort of stereo-y. I was freaking out. I was like, I quite want to run now to get away from this. <laughs> exactly. It's designed to terrify you into doing exercise. What do you do in the breakdown bit, though? Do you just sort of, like, run half time? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure. 
Good question. That's when you mop your brow, Rich. That's brow mopping time. Apple juice from concentrate. We used to be best mates. Apple juice from concentrate. You haven't caught in weeks. And we. Well, how about playing sports? Do you think that's a good way to keep fit? Definitely. I think it's probably the best way to keep fit. I think you're probably right. And I'll tell you who else thinks it's a good way to keep fit. Football players. Football players love to keep fit and score the goals. That is their raison d'etre. It's their mantra. It is their mantra. (laughs) Do you remember a young football player called Gareth Southgate? I do, yes. Yeah, well, back in 1996, he lost England, the European Cup, by missing Uh, a penalty, and it essentially ruined the lives. He did not score all the goals, did he? He didn't, and it was a big shame. He literally didn't score one of the goals, which was quite (laughs) important. He scored some of the goals, but he didn't score all of the goals, and that was his key mistake. And it essentially ruined the lives of absolutely everybody involved, and will surely go down in history as one of the most terrible failures of our generation. After Rich, of course. But 1996 was so long ago. If only we could go back in time and right that terrible wrong. Well, I think I know someone who can. Welcome to the time-travelling adventures of Sherlock Holmes and Professor Winston. We join Holmes and Winston in the midst of an important discussion. Oh, it was a tragedy. I can remember it like it was yesterday. England were playing Germany in the semis in Euro 96. Gareth Southgate steps up. Misses. What a fall. Come on, you know we've got to go and correct that. Winston, I'm really not sure this counts as a historical crime. And really, (laughs) that is what I solve. Yeah, but you heard the song, didn't you? 30 years of hurt. We could bring an end to that. Well, I suppose the suffering of many is something that I really should work hard to relieve. Okay, hand me my chronometer. We're going back in time. All right then, Gav, where did you put it? I I don't know. I ask you to keep control of these things, Winston. (laughs) I think I'll just look in the fridge a minute. Oh, yeah, it's behind the Piri Piri. Here it is. Here you go then, Gav. Thank you, Winston. Off we go. And so they went back in time to 1996 Wembley Stadium. Ah, the hallowed turf at Wembley. Wow. (sighs) Oh, yeah, come on then. Let's get involved. I'm a hooligan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hooligans don't say I'm a hooligan. (laughs) Winston does. Okay, then. (laughs) Come on then. What have we got to do? We've got to infiltrate this stadium. I'm out here with the sh- fuckers. <laughs> I want to get inside. Well, I'm the door security, and you can't come past. Oh, have you have you got the tickets, Sherlock? <laughs> no, I haven't. Winston. I love it how I Winston think we're starts have... everything he says by saying, "Ah, ah." Sure. Winston, quickly, we have to create a distraction. Go in the stand and start a riot while I slip your name onto the team, the list of people taking penalties. It's the only way. I'll swap you with Southgate and you have to take it. Okay then, Gav, I'll just go up and do that now. <laughs> right. Just go. How can I, how can I create a distraction? I, 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 be- I believe the convention is to stand in the stands and shout, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. All right, all right, I'll have a go. I'll have a go. Not peri-peri sauce in the eyes. <laughs> Whichever method works for you, Winston, I trust in your judgment. <laughs> Okay, I'll do both. <laughs> so, Pin- 
<laughs> so Winston unholstered his can of Piri Piri sauce that he carries around with him at all times and started spraying wildly. Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. For Piri Piri sauce. <laughs> Come and have a Nando's if you think you're hard enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, you like that, don't you? In your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but little did he realise, Gareth Southgate was in the crowd. Hello, I'm Gareth Southgate. You can tell by my distinctive voice. What are you doing in the crowd, Gareth? You're due to take a penalty at any minute. Uh-oh, I'll just go and take it now. Oh no, I've slipped on your robotic foot. Ah, I've broken my leg. That'll teach you to be a Southgate, <laughs> Gareth. What a confusing insult. You've also hurt my brain. <laughs> I can't possibly take a penalty in this state. Winston, there's enough name-calling, quickly. The penalties are being taken. You're up next. Is it my gear? Have I got to score this one, is it? Yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Your knowledge of this situation is comprehensive. As always. And the final penalty will be taken by a young Gareth Southgate, looking more metallic than normal and with a fancy bowler hat. Right, this is it. This is my time to shine. I'm amazing at football. I've given lectures on it and its affiliations of Nando's. I'm way better than Gareth Southgate. I've got to write this wrong. I've got to step up to the plate. Right then, here we go. The plate of chicken. (laughs) Right then, here we go. Take a run up. Oh, what's that over there? Winston, no. Nando's? Winston, no. Pay, pay no heed to the advertising. Nando's is not important at this time. <laughs> but it's, it's been ages since I've had some piri-piri. I need my fill. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm off. I've got to go. We're time-travelling and you've just thrown it in people's eyes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sherlock. I need my chicken fix. <laughs> oh, and he's kicked the ball slightly clumsily. Where's it going? Oh, my God. The goalkeeper has saved it. I can't believe it. England are out of the World Cup. Ah, shucks. An important part of staying in shape is getting a good diet. Do you guys eat well? I eat very well, thank you. <laughs> Do you eat healthily though, Rich? That's the question. Nah, I think that's the key. I don't really eat healthily, I just eat. I'm one of these people that needs to eat. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it gets to a point and I'm like, right, I need to eat now. Alright, well well what what kind of diet tips do we think that we've got for listeners? On Twitter the other day, at Shellington Boots asked if there's anything <laughs> you can have healthy in an Indian restaurant. <laughs> And I thought it would be funny to respond with some amusing <laughs> curry ideas like an air korma or a nothing gel frazy <laughs> or a dust tikka masala. So, so how do you gel frazy nothing? It's just everything, just everything <laughs> but the gel frazy. No, hang on. That's an 80s band. <laughs> everything but the gel frazy. Yeah. <laughs> Do they just sing like you know curry-based songs or what? <laughs> An air korma are a uh, French electronica <laughs> curry band. <laughs> they, also, they just do covers of air, but like with an Indian feel, with more coconuts, <laughs> but with more coconut. Exactly. <laughs> what about only eating liquids? Now, sometimes I say I'm going to eat a coke, and people tell me off. 
Are they wrong? Well, I think what you're saying there, Rich, is essentially bollocks, so they're probably right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair. But then if you're going to start telling off Rich for things he says that are bollocks, then you've got a job on your hands. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be here a long time. (laughs) Sometimes I say something wrong, like, I'm going to eat some milk. And someone's like, no, you can't eat some milk. But my argument is, everything in the end turns to liquid. (laughs) (laughs) Once it gets down in the digestion, so... I have eaten the milk. Sure. What's the difference between eat and drink? You swallow them both. But one you chew and one you don't, really, isn't it? I guess eating requires biting and chewing. What if I swallow a whole Malteser and then I drink... Are you drinking it? A cup of milk. Well, you probably choke (laughs) if you do that, don't you? No, because you can... (laughs) Remember when you've swallowed something and you're just like, ooh. Hello. Like a bit of chewing gum, for example. A Malteser would go down fine, I think. Well, it would get a bit weird. You can do that. It's yeah. not natural, but you can do it. <laughs> but it sure feels great. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you could use a Malteser, because Maltesers are porous. The air can get through them because they're all bubbly. Could you use one for like a makeshift tracheotomy? Uh, <laughs> if someone's choking, just stuff a Malteser in their throat to fix the airways. I think you'd be better off with just, like, stabbing a barrow in no, there. No, a to. sharp Malteser will suffice. <laughs> yeah, a sharp Malteser. Okay. You reckon you could puncture the skin with a Malteser? <laughs> yeah. Have a bloody good time trying. <laughs> That's really not helpful, is it, on an, an emergency, you know, at the scene of an accident, you know, just trying to ram Maltesers into someone's neck. <laughs> you'd be like, hand me a Curly Whirly, I'll try with that. <laughs> curly Whirly would work. <laughs> Would a crunchy work? I think a crunchy would work, Rich. Basically anything with holes in it. Polos would be perfect. Pack of polos. I think you could live for years with a pack of polos instead of your windpipe. I think you probably could. Oh, especially if you've got the fruit ones that all stick together to form a solid tube. Yeah. With a hole down the middle. I mean, that's actually just like a tube in your neck. <laughs> a minty tube. You still get fruit polos? I haven't seen any since about 93. Oh, they're horrible. No, they were good. Oh, actually, yeah, they were good. <laughs> what a turnaround. <laughs> Rich made a snap judgment. But going back to the argument, eating and drinking are essentially the same thing. I would argue that anything thicker than water is a solid what like soup is a solid because there are borderline cases aren't there like jelly is jelly a solid or a liquid it's kind of halfway between the two it's confusing no but charlie brought up a good point then soup you don't go i'm just drinking soup no oh what did you have for first course i just drank a soup down in (laughs) one that doesn't happen does it a pint of soup so is that the difference between drinking and eating but a smoothie has bits in Shit. Why does that? It's all coming out now. And to be fair, cup of soup. Where does cup of soup form? Is that. Yeah. Is cup of soup a liquid or. A... Push come to a chef, you could swallow a pot noodle, couldn't you? You could just drink <laughs> it. See <So> what. <laughs> Worst case scenario, you could drink a pot noodle, you're right. Send us an email whenever you can. I know you're really busy deleting your spam. 29.com And why not jazz it up with an emoticon Or a lolcat Shut up lolcat For some extra insight into the world of fitness Rich and I spoke to Ben and Dave from Ben and Dave's Six Pack Podcast 
So I'm joined now by Ben and Dave from Ben and Dave Six Pack. How's it going, guys? Hello. Oh, great. Hey, good. Now, you guys do a show called Ben and Dave Six Pack. Can you tell us a little bit about it? How does it all work? Well, we call it the Six Pack mostly because it's a, it's a show in six parts. It's a gay talk show, and we know gays have ADD. So we do like 10-minute segments back-to-back. And then, you know, we also call it the six pack because gays like to drink a six pack of beer and, and gays like, they like going to the gym. They like fitness. Sure. And that's a very good description of Flat 29 as well, because we all have six packs, as <laughs> everyone knows. <laughs> We're sort of regretting calling the show the six pack because we'll go out and people demand that we show them our six pack and we don't have yeah. six packs i mean we're doing the best we can you know we we try to eat right hit the gym but uh it's tough at our advanced age we're not young <laughs> kids like you guys <laughs> well are you regular gym users then do you use the gym much we do oh, yeah. well do you go together we have gone to the gym together we actually had the gayest workout of our lives last week where <laughs> we had a trainer take us around and then he had us play a, a little game at the end where we were throwing a ball back and forth to each other and what were you what do you wear to the gym were you wearing anything particularly gay at the time because that sounds yeah. adorable i mean just jock straps oh yeah of course <laughs> look, look at these straight guys interrogating us what you, you think we wear like tight fitting lycra to the gym because just because we're gay yeah of course <laughs> no i mean i i sort of wear crappy old uh t-shirts that i had from years ago and horrible trousers is that i mean do you guys do that or are you a bit more stylish i mean it's a little i was wearing actually a decepticon t-shirt nice i feel like you guys can appreciate that right (laughs) well as as general nerds yes we do (laughs) yeah so i actually i pretend i'm megatron when i'm lifting it makes me feel stronger (laughs) that's a very good idea i like that to kind of embody a sort of very strong person thing is i can't relate to this because i didn't go to the gym Oh, I've just got a really big belly. There's other reasons to go to the gym. Like, like, how do you guys feel about the steam room? Are you into the steam room or is it take it or leave it? I've never been to a gym with a steam room, I have to say. I've never been to one at a gym. I went to a, I went to a spa recently. Oh, you did, and, didn't you? Uh, we went we went into a um, steam room there, and I really liked it actually. Yeah, is the steam room you know only for the for the kings and the royalty in in England? Is that what's going on? I think it must be. No one's ever even invited me into a steam room. I feel never. really left out. No. I bet Prince Harry's in one. He's probably in one all day. Yeah, he must one. be. You know what, guys? That pause I left there, that was the cue for you to say, hey, you can come into my steam room. <laughs> but no, you blew it. <laughs> I'm wondering if that's one of the, the differences between the gays and the, and the straights. I, I feel like here in New York, the gays are all about going to the steam room. Do you back me up on this, Dave? You got to remember, we <laughs> live in New York City. There's a lot of smog. There's a lot of sure. uh, chemicals in the air car exhaust so it's good to clear out the sinuses so the fact that it's filled with half naked men has nothing at all to do with it nothing to do with it. okay i go blindfolded usually <laughs> oh good idea all for the health benefits sure well do you guys feel that there's more or less pressure for gay men to stay in shape rather than straight men i would say uh once past a certain age there's there's more pressure because yeah. you know once straight guys get married it's like they just let themselves go 
And they really do. Rich is getting married soon. He's already let himself go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait, so are you guys are you guys all in relationships and all that kind of stuff? Rich, you're you're engaged. Is that what I just heard? I am. Yeah, I'm engaged at the moment. Yeah, I'm at the getting... moment. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> say like, that, Rich. Keep my options open. Yeah. yeah, we're all spoken for, unfortunately. Hang on, that's right. not true. Is sorry, it? Dave. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I was starting. I was starting to get into the accent. Well, the one. Uh, opening you have uh, sorry bad call of phrase there <laughs> the, one, the, one, <laughs> the one option you have is Charlie who's the third member of Flat 29 who unfortunately couldn't uh, join us for this interview he's he's totally single he's on the market he's the eligible bachelor eligible bachelor we always have to have one otherwise everyone loses interest yeah 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 nobody wants to hear a podcast with three guys in relationships no exactly. well thanks a lot for coming on guys uh, can you let people know where they can find your podcast yeah you guys can go to sixpackage.com and uh, on there you can subscribe through iTunes or you can just search the six, six pack on uh, on iTunes or uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Ben and Dave. Yes, do. And we recommend that everyone goes out and does that right now. All right, guys. Thanks again. Thanks a lot, man. Cheers. All right. Good night, guys. Bye. And you can hear us being interviewed about music and stuff on forthcoming Ben and Dave's six pack episode number 52. Who's been getting in? Let's see who's been getting in touch with us. In the last few weeks since our previous podcast, and it's been a little while because we've had a small break, so we've got a few letters to go through. We got an MP3 file in from listener Robert, which went a bit like this. Hello there, Flat29. This is Rob Monroe from Harrisonburg, Virginia. I've been listening to your uh, back episodes, and I got to your episode 11 about the environment, where you wondered why blind people would collect tinfoil, or why charities for the blind would collect tinfoil. Well, as a blind person, I can clear up this enigma for you. Blind people mostly do not have jobs. For example, there's a 70% unemployment rate amongst the blind here in the United States. That is why blind people use tinfoil instead of money. So what do you think about that? (laughs) Ah, so that's what they use tinfoil for money. The mystery is solved. Now I might actually do some recycling. <laughs> well, do you think that we should all start using tinfoil as money? I think it's a bit too easy to fake as legal tender, isn't it? I would like it because millionaires basically would just have houses full of crap. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. And also, the good thing about having tinfoil money is you know how with real money, like coins, your hands smell after a while if you hold them? Yeah. Well, with tinfoil, it's quite nice to have a little chew on, isn't it? No, it's, it's not. Got, like, that metal taste. It's like, mm. you're dividing. You're going to divide opinion with that one, Rich. Yeah, Rich, that's controversial because if you've got, like, fillings and stuff, it really hurts. Ah, well, I've got fillings, but I love chewing on a bit of metal. <laughs> <laughs> Send us an email. Send us a text. What are you going to do then, Rich? Bribe them for sex. The email address is podcast.flat29.com. You can't send us a text. Bribes for sex will be issued on a first-come, first-served basis. We also got a letter in from listener Andy the Viking, referring to our chapter 20 on women, in which we tested Charlie's multitasking skills by shouting at him while he was reading. He said, I live and work in Denmark and listen to you at work and regularly laugh out loud. Then have to use my appalling Danish to explain what is tickling me. This came to a head today when Dan and Rich were shouting abuse at Charlie while he read something by Cheryl Cole. As the abuse ended, Rich blurted out with, You lick fish for fun! (laughs) 
I was weeping with laughter and was disappointed you boys didn't look into this sentence in more detail, because if you really think about it, we all lick fish for fun, don't we? <laughs> Good point. Is there any other reason to lick a fish? What about if you were using a raw fish as a page turner? You'd lick it <laughs> You'd... and then turn the page with your damp fish. <laughs> That'd work. But fish are damp anyway, so why would why am I doing that? You're right. Well, what... now it's become fun. <laughs> what started I'm as business turned into fun. <laughs> oh no. Well, I reckon you could lick a fish if you have, say, a lineup of several fish. You could lick them to try and tell which is which. <laughs> It'd be like, yeah, he was the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a fish committed a crime and the only evidence was a fishy taste on the floor. You would then lick all the fish to see which one matched. But, th- but that, that assumes someone's licked the floor to try and find a fishy taste on there. <laughs> Well, that's what they do. Like, if you saw a mark on the floor, you wouldn't go, huh, I wonder what this is. You wouldn't go, I'd better just taste it and then, like, lick the floor, would you? Have you seen CSI Atlantis, Charlie? (laughs) No, it's true, I haven't. (laughs) That's what it's like. Good point. (laughs) It's all licking surfaces. It's like a more gritty Sharky and George. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, those crime bastards of the sea. The best sense to solve a fish-based crime is taste. But what fine, what f- crime would a fish commit? Hang on, there's a joke in here. Damn it, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Damn it. <laughs> it's going to be like brinery or something, isn't it? <laughs> Doesn't work. Doesn't I, work. I, I know, I feel like I'm on the edge of a pun. <laughs> Keep it. <laughs> it's a scary place. <laughs> Leave this in until we've got it. Like um, battering a. That's it. Assault and battery. Yeah. Assault and battery. Assault and battered. I don't know. Uh, it's not. I feel like something better. I can't. Yeah, me too. All right, keep going. Um, <sighs> smash and crab. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes. There must be one better. Um, okay, one more. One more fish pun, then we can finish. <laughs> We're not allowed to. Um, being in the wrong place in the wrong time. Uh, oh, fuck's sake. That's brilliant. <laughs> not really. Uh, Brinery um, and corruption. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go, that'll do. And we're done. <laughs> we're done. Finally, we got a letter in from Blasted Bill, who wrote to us referring to our chapter 8 on DIY and gardening, in which Rich announced that he would like to grow Pepsi on his allotment. He wrote, I really enjoyed when one of the guys started talking about making homemade Pepsi because I do just that. And I'm not talking about Soda Stream where you just put soda water into syrup. We make our own syrups and own flavours. We mix the oils and all the chemicals to make soda, but there's an ingredient in Pepsi we haven't yet figured out. I like this. He's making Pepsi. It sounds terrifying. I imagine he's got like a lab with all bubbling cauldrons. Yeah. Well, and a big switch that he can throw during thunderstorms. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm just imagining long sessions in the lab and then a very disappointing tasting session with (laughs) someone just going, it just doesn't taste like Pepsi. (laughs) There's one key ingredient he's missing. What? could it be could it be love 
Well, they, <laughs> they make Pepsi with love. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I'm just saying that's usually the missing ingredient in things. Maybe it needs the tear of someone who's loved and lost. It, it needs the tears of a mechanised machine that's, uh, that's being forced to make Pepsi against its will. <laughs> tears of a robot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's feces. Feces. <laughs> You'd imagine that um, because he spent so much time in his lab trying to perfect this, he would have tried all of his bodily fluids at one point or another. <laughs> yeah, that's already been tried and rejected. Wow, that's re- that's um, they've got covered all the angles. I don't want to cast aspersions on on Blasted Bill here. We'd we'd all do it. Don't worry. Maybe it should be um, blood from a fish. <laughs> do fish have blood? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, they do. Just consult our expert. Do we have to get double blind Giles on the phone? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I think you're right. Well, let's consult our resident scientific expert, double blind Giles, the purveyor of all the double blind trials in the UK. I'll give him a call now. Ring, ring. Hi, is that double blind Giles? Well, well yes, it is, Dan. You've just caught me in the middle of some double blind trials. Oh, Giles. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is so Giles how, how can I help you Dan? <laughs> we, we've we got a fish blood related question Okay, how can, <laughs> how can I possibly help you with that? Well essentially, does it exist? Yes <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thanks Giles No problem Dan <laughs> Bye. Bye Bye Rich you, You're on speakerphone Giles <laughs> One of your inventions. Well, there we go. You heard it here first, then. Fish do have blood. Uh, and it's the secret ingredient to Pepsi. Good news for all Pepsi manufacturers worldwide. Because there's a saying, isn't there? Bleed a fish in the morning. <laughs> Shepherd's warning. Yeah. <laughs> What's the second half of that saying? <laughs> Bleed a fish at night. Fly a kite. Fisherman's plight. Bleed a fish in the morning, fisherman warning. Yeah. Bleed a fish at night, fisherman fight. (laughs) Fight! (laughs) Fight, fight, fight. Is that when they get like boat hooks and like, you know, fight on the quayside? (laughs) Are they fighting each other or are they fighting fish? Is it like a grudge match? I think they're fighting They're fighting a giant fish made out of Weetabix. One thing I do know is that they spend all year w- with bated breath waiting for the occasion. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. I knew it. I knew all that pun research time was worth it. Talking about a subject, going off topic a bit. Dan says something funny, Charlie laughed and so did Rich. Finally, then, do we have any exercise tips for the listeners? How can they stay in shape? If you've got a chair, an office chair that's on wheels, I mean, really, rather than sitting in that and pushing yourself off and gliding majestically across the office, <laughs> really, you should get up and walk. You know, it's, it's filling in the extra time that you have, you know. Jump majestically across the office. Yeah, leap in, uh, you know, perhaps put in uh, some sort of pirouette and balletic twirl <laughs> as you go. Offices are very dull places, aren't they? You could liven it up with some interpretive dance. Yeah, or, um, you know, if you're standing waiting for someone, just put in a few squat thrusts, just to, you know, keep it exciting. Yeah, that's good. Uh, any other fitness tips? People need tips. People always need tips, don't they? Just drink. Don't eat anything. 
<laughs> okay. And if you've got to drink a McDonald's, so be it. Right, right on lettuce. <laughs> and then eat it. <laughs> right on lettuce? Yeah. What are you going to write? Oh, your work. <laughs> Do your work on lettuce. Don't send emails. Just go to everyone that you need to talk to. Do you think you could write your message on the seed of a lettuce plant, let it grow, and then deliver the finished lettuce to your colleague? Or just to see if they buy it I think, by chance? I think that's the future of communication. Do you? I'm glad you think that. Because <laughs> the thing is, lettuce is more fun. It is. Email's boring now. No one reads your email. That doesn't depend what comes in the email. I always read my lettuce, though. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Excellent point. Because, because email is just too frequent. You get emails all the time. The novelty value's gone. Receiving a lettuce that has been nurtured from a seed with a message on. What, what, what type of lettuce are we talking about? Uh, well, short, like, Twitter could be replaced by little gem lettuces. And your full-on iceberg lettuce would be a more lengthy email. Maybe you could write a haiku on um, on some rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would just be annoying, wouldn't it? <laughs> Maybe that's what you should do to people you hate. Like a sort of non-violent threat on a, on written in a, a form of a haiku. In the form of a haiku. <laughs> It encourages creative bullying, and I'm all for that. <laughs> creative bullying and healthy eating. Yeah, all these cyber bullies. If you want to diss me, write it on some rocket. <laughs> yeah, don't say it to my face. Say it to my lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> say it to my rocket. So that's it. We will see you in two weeks' time with our next chapter, The Orchestra. Bye. 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 Keep on running. Flat 29's big book of everything Another topic down, a million's to go We've covered that in enormous detail There's nothing else you could possibly want to know Oil a fish in the morning <laughs> um, In an awning Oil a fish at night <laughs> You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I love these sayings. <laughs>